Welcome to Kibia, the spirit of sauna. Join your hosts, Alan Jalishaw and Alyssa Lansdell, as they explore the history, culture, and lifestyle of sauna. Whether you're a lifelong aficionado and expert like Alan, a relative newbie and budding enthusiast like Alyssa, or just curious to see what all the fuss is about, this is the podcast for you. Sauna is so much more than meets the eye, so breathe deep, get comfortable, and share in the search for the true spirit of sauna. From the UK's sole official distributor of the world's leading Finnish sauna brand, we have two instrumental people in the promotion of authentic sauna experience here today. From Finnmark Sauna and from the podcast Sauna Twins, meet Jake and Max Newport. Hello, both of you, and welcome. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello. Thank you for having us. Yeah, really nice to... Uh, talk sauna again with some uh, some more enthusiasts um i know that i know we're a rare and special breed but uh, uh yeah it's nice to connect globally on such a level with so many different people isn't it it looks it looks uh, alan like they're in a sauna as you pointed out before we started rolling here yeah this is uh, actually a finnish log building so we work with um a lot of um what you might call boutique or niche kind of family businesses in Finland. And um, this particular family business based up in the Arctic Circle, they make proper Finnish log buildings. And as when we were refurbishing this office, I was like, right, we need a meeting room and we should definitely make this out of a log cabin. So you can see us in the corner here. We Obviously, we've got our uh, big monitor instead of a projector on this side and then the meeting room kind of behind us but uh, yeah we live and breathe it so it's nice. part and parcel of everything we do here. excellent so jake uh sauna from finland is an important sound association in finland and they have a network and their mission is to promote sauna globally and they recognized your work promoting authentic sauna and made you the second non-finished person ever to hold that title Congratulations. Wow. Welcome to Kivia. Thank you very much. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, we we've we've been lucky enough to have quite a few firsts in in the sort of sauna space. Um we were also their first international member okay. to Sauna from Finland, for example. Um just as a corporate membership. Um we I was the first international speaker at the World Sauna Forum. Um, the, you know, the, you know, the, we've kind of come into this space, this, this unusual, uh, bubble at a time where it seems to have all changed over the last sort of six or seven years. And I think it's one of those, uh, weird phenomena where everybody across the world has these kind of similar ideas at a similar time. And we were just lucky enough to be in that right place at the right time to, to, have, you know, get got our foot in in that foothold as 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 being the first to do these things but actually it's so refreshing to find that this message of uh spreading the the good news as it were about the authentic finnish sauna experience um is not some you know we're not alone in doing this actually there's guys like yourself over in canada there's you know i, I know of guys in the states i know of guys um uh in um 
uh, around the Mediterranean, in places like Spain, and as far out as uh, Australia as well. And, and there are all these pockets of people who right. have tried the real deal and realized, hey, th- so many people right. have got it so wrong for so long. Um, and so I just thought, I, at the time, I thought I was alone. That the internet uh, wasn't a new thing, but... You know, I was looking around and everything we could see was just this really poor appropriation of the experience. So I went back to the Finns and I was like, you guys have a responsibility to put this right because you have something really great here and everybody around the world has no idea. Um, So I guess by being a a mouthy, angry British guy, (laughs) they were like... Somebody give this guy. Somebody give this guy a microphone and send him off. So yeah. So that's what they did. They they, they gave you the title. Uh, they, they recognize you are you are aggressive. Uh, yeah, maybe loud. That's uh, <laughs> maybe that's the polite word. Uh, and they recognized yeah. you for your efforts. And so they in, they installed that title too. That must be an incredible honor. It's it it really is an honor, and I you know I I would like to be doing more with it, but as we all know at the moment during this. Uh, ongoing global pandemic um you know when it when they first mentioned to me or when when i first found out um about this i thought right i want to go and visit all these members they have members like in taiwan and uh in the states and well internationally Uh, and i wanted to go and meet all of these people and go and see them and speak to them and maybe go to countries where they have no membership as well um Unfortunately, none of that is is possible at the moment. So, okay. I'm looking forward to maybe next year at least uh, putting putting some of that into practice. And it sounds like you've been able to to promote sauna in two ways. One, not just by building saunas, but educating people, which is you know makes total sense. Why just sell the sauna like it's a product? Really get involved in it and educate them on the use of the sauna, because ultimately, if they're a happy customer. They'll spread the word to others, and they'll want saunas. And from a business perspective, that makes sense. But also, yeah. if you're passionate about the about the subject about saunas, you'll want to educate. You'll want to talk to people about the details. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're education first in everything we do. We it's a big policy of ours. You know, even if uh, even if people are not, you know, uh, if we can kind of tell that somebody's not buying from us, you know, we're pretty forthcoming with information. Um, just because you know we know that we know that uh, uh, we spend a lot of time learning a lot about uh, the the topic uh, from the cultural aspects to the engineering of sauna and obviously Max here, our technical director, really has drilled down into the details of of uh, you know the the engineering of of, of saunas um, uh, but it's it's not our knowledge to keep to ourselves. This is in in the um, in the spirit of the sauna, you know, is uh, of being a um, a place of equality, and um, uh, you know, it, it, it's something that we openly share. This is this is not secret knowledge to right. us. Um, but also, as you pointed out, Alan, if uh, if people use a sauna properly and they know how to use it. Uh, it becomes a much more enjoyable experience. Absolutely. Um, and, I, and I know that British people, uh, a lot of people think that British people are really prude, but I think um, actually the reality is that 
British people are really open to new experiences, but they're really scared of uh, doing something wrong and looking like a fool. And because there's not that much conversation about how these things should work, you know, that um, that it can be quite an intimidating experience. You know, uh, like you know, uh, there are people that are asking questions to themselves, too afraid to ask, like. Should I be wearing clothes? Should I be pour, am I pouring too much water? Am I not pouring enough water? Should I be talking to people? How close should I sit to somebody? How hot should I have it? How steamy should I have it? Uh, how long should I stay in? How many times should I go? And obviously, as we all know, the short answer to all of those questions is it really depends. Um, but we, you know, we've got to have that conversation. Yeah. What do you feel is the general reception to sauna in the UK? I know that you're saying that people are, you know, fearful of, but the general reception, are they, are they really interested? Are they fearful? How are they feeling? Um, I think the British people uh, as a culture um, have, changed, have, have changed a lot, like really a lot over the last 30 years. Uh, I think a lot of the old stereotypes about British people uh, are um, fairly ridiculous fairly redundant you know we're uh, uh we are a very open people we're very uh interested in um technological uh improvements for example uh, we a lot of people here are, are fairly early adopters in a sort of um in a in a product life cycle kind of um uh approach so i think most of the people who are interested in in um in the experience are either interested in it for the health and well-being aspects which has become at the forefront of so many of our minds especially during covid um and i think uh i think they represent the lion's share of certainly of of our customers um people who've who've learned about the health benefits and about the sort of uh well-being aspect of regular sauna and they want to work that into their lifestyle as part of a of a healthy lifestyle with exercise, with diet, etc. Um, the the market itself for us is very polar, so you know we're working with ultra high net worth individuals, people who they will you know this is go always going to be part of their life because they are um, they're they're super achievers, they're very very smart, very very successful and have very demanding lives and as part of that they they view the this as a really important well-being and health um uh, activity um and then the other half are the people who uh who um know about this health and well-being and they want to live a uh, enriched healthier life um but for them they want to you know they have to save to do that because it's here in the UK it's a premium product, unfortunately. Uh, it's not like Finland where every other house has a sauna. Mm -hmm. I, I'm always interested in how people get started with the sauna experience. So I want to go back to the start for both of you. I understand that both of you went to Finland on a trip together and you're kind of smiling. <laughs> this is where you first discovered authentic sauna. Tell us about that and how that experience impacted you both. Uh, well, I, I mean, the, the, the story uh, sort, sort of originates with Jake um, uh, in that he was uh, introduced via um, 
contacts, people he was working with, friends, um, to the experience, and uh, um, yeah, and en- ending up, um, it piqued his interest, w- and we ended up sort of trying the real deal in Finland, and uh, so was the seed was sown for um, you know two. British um, sound evangelists <laughs> to come back to the UK, <laughs> and it, it started uh, started with um, with our, our very own father. We wanted to well, we wanted to build our own, um, uh, and he was very accommodating, <laughs> thankfully. Um, but um, to do so uh, involved, you know, um, sourcing the right components and. Uh, and timbers that we just found weren't really available in the UK. So um, we we called upon um, uh, the friends and connections uh, in Finland, and they were they were saying, "Oh, if you if you need a heater, you need one of these, and and you need this kind of timber." And all of a sudden, this this uh, you know, there's these suppliers where we were trying to buy from, and they were saying, "Do you want one, or are you talking about a container load?" Um, and it very quickly then became apparent that if we can't source this stuff yeah. in the UK then there must be other people um, so through our journey of learning how to build our very own um, sauna which our parents proudly have um, certified by the British Sauna Society in conjunction with the uh, International Sauna Association do you, do you have a plaque that says sauna number one <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not quite sauna number one but we we haven't we have a like a certificate up in the in the changing right. room, so uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's all snowballed from there, um, and uh, and now we've got you know multiple different brands, whether it be for for heaters, uh, accessories, um, so some timber, um, majority of timber coming from uh, the boreal forest regions, majority of that coming from Europe, um, some from. Uh, your parts of the the world, um, but yeah, it's um, it, it, it's it's grown from a, a spark, um, uh, th- and that spark being the the experience in Finland. Um, I think I, I don't know if we have the same kind of story, um, but you know, it's a, ah, probably along the same similar lines of um, being in a a really beautiful natural setting in Finland um, and combining that um, that heat and particularly in some particularly very traditional ones in in Finland that might be quite dark it's almost feels a bit uh, primeval like you're uh, there's metaphors include things like you know you feel like you're cl- going back into the womb it's a warm ah uh, oh, the lots of metaphors metaphors for rebirth yeah. going going out of the sauna and then taking a um a cold plunge in in the lake and just s- just buzzing with the the kind of endorphin high that you get after those um temperature cycles um it it was very clear that this was something incredibly special that I, yeah that i don't think that uh, it's a secret that before we went out to finland neither of us were particularly um uh, impressed with the the saunas in the UK, so you know w- uh, we like to use the word here sauna to describe the poor appropriation of the experience. That's these really hot 
dry boxes that are poorly ventilated they're often too hot there's no humidity in there and people say things like oh I've, i i don't like sauna because i feel like i can't breathe when i'm in there and um it's too hot and uh i just feel uncomfortable and uh, all the things that actually proper sauna is not um so you know and and, and unfortunately you know we've over the years we've uh we've learned the the jokes from the Finns that like they talk about in the 1970s the Finns started to really export sauna but it was only in 2020 that they remembered to send the insta the instruction <laughs> manual so <laughs> and and it certainly feels that way the i think the a lot of damage was done over the 80s and 90s where it was sort of associated with kind of taboo cultures with brothels with um with a sort of erotic sauna scene and i think um uh for those places it wasn't about having an authentic experience at all uh, and similarly i think um after the original finns started these companies in the 70s exporting the saunas and i know that finns have been exporting sauna uh, far before that but really started to do it on an industrial scale in the 70s that a lot of those guys uh, uh, after about 10 years pulled back from doing that and um, uh, other nationalities kind of picked up on on it as a business opportunity and so they started mass producing their version of what they thought a, a sauna should be and that's how we ended up with all of these British saunas uh, these really hot, dry, somewhat nauseating boxes. Um, so w when all you've ever... W it's, a, it's a bit like... Sometimes people say, uh, um, oh, I don't drink wine because I don't like the taste. <laughs> and I think, you know, the, if you've never tasted good wine, then of course, yeah. you <laughs> of course you're going to say that you don't like wine, right? So um, the same's true 100% for sauna. It's like, if all you've ever tried is 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 really bad saunas then of course you're gonna say i don't like it and i think there's there's this attitude here or a misunderstanding here that uh the sauna I is this place where you sit and just tolerate it as as long as you can like you're force feeding yourself medicine that tastes <laughs> bad you know it's like it's like i have to stay in here because it's part of my workout routine right i have to be in here for 10 minutes to the dot and then and then i'm done and that's been really good for me and i think people associate feeling the burn with doing a workout with the same in this with this the sauna afterwards where they're like now i have to feel the burn in the sauna as well and and that's just so not what the experience is about mm. it's so 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 wrong and I've, I've, yeah we've we've had clients where they've uh, they've asked at the point of like a handover for um their bespoke sauna um how long should i stay in for you know what what's what should i be doing in terms of use um and i always feel a bit kind of um uh you know a bit a bit of a, a hippie saying just just listen to your body man yeah. just you know feel it and <laughs> do whatever's right yeah but I, I remember one client um, saying, uh, after sort of trying to um, uh, pull answers from me for um, how, to, how to prescribe um, sauna sessions and how long you should stay in for, 
and then I, I think I saw him like a week later um, uh, and he said oh I'm staying in there like nearly up to an hour I didn't realize wow. that you know that the, the secret is not necessarily always the heat if um, uh, it's also you know the the, the air and uh, um, the, it's, it's a lot more of a holistic view in the kind of atmospheric conditions in there than just making a, a hot room. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, you can you can really um, really turn up the wick and stay in there a lot longer if you're just yeah, yeah. doing it right. Yeah, and w well, we know that as the sa I love by the way I, s I call you the sauna ambassadors, of course. But you you mentioned what did you say sauna um, evangelists? There is this kind of uh, reverence that the true experience brings, I would say. And I'm a newbie to this whole experience. But uh, is that really what you want to do is champion the authentic sauna? And, and for, for those who are even newer to this than I am, what is it? And what is not? Yeah. yeah. So the, I think that in this country, if a Finnish guy tells you that you know this, this the saunas here are rubbish and you know in Finland they're great everyone's just like yeah well you would say that mm -hmm. because you're Finnish right and so it's like a it's almost a, a trope it's almost a you know you wouldn't even raise an eyebrow but if you get two British guys going around going no 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 we've we've all got this wrong guys like we it's you know we didn't we didn't invent this we're not uh you know it's not like um it's not like Aufguss or Kneipe, these kind of german uh experiences which are uh which are invented right we're, this is not you know we're not uh hiding the fact that uh this um this experience is hugely part of a different culture we've just been there we've tried it and we've gone we really need to look at you know how we we engage with that and how we um uh you know uh, how we're doing it we need to take that period of reflection uh, a bit of a mission as right. well right so you were you were um, talking uh, before about one of the challenges is people in the UK are fearful of of looking silly or not knowing what they're doing essentially the fear of the unknown what other kind of obstacles are you encountering when you're trying to develop the sauna market or expose it and, and teach people? I think that one of the, one of the big uh, problems that we have is misinformation. So we are like, um, we, our voice as a company has always been one focused really on academic education. And we, uh, like, we have a whole section on our website dedicated to the health benefits, but only discussing health benefits which are proven studies in in authentic uh, reliable uh, academic journals you know the we we try and remove ourselves completely from this uh, quacker quacker quackery approach where you know um, uh, that seems to go hand in hand with some of these uh, more unusual treatments so uh, many many people have a lot of um, axes to grind with the the infrared treatment right. room. I mm. don't use the word I don't use the word sauna to describe that because I don't think that's 
I don't think that's fair on the Finnish culture that, you know, that, that the, the fact that this word sauna describes something and, and just by sticking infrared on the front of it, it, it it's, it's, it's not, uh, it's not a f- fair on, on something so significant to their culture. Yeah, I, t- I tend but to agree on that. Yes. Yeah. But the, 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 the claims that some of these infra people are making is like the same sort of claims that you get from, uh, kind of pseudoscience you know crystal healing is like oh if you if you use this it will cure your cancer it will uh it will make your hair regrow it will make (laughs) you thinner more sexually attractive it's all of those promises that like you know once upon a time we're probably on the side of a coca-cola bottle in the 1800s (laughs) you know it's uh the miracle elixir that you can you can use to you know the Doctor So and So's cure all, and yeah, it's, it's always got a, a, a paid endorsement from a cheesy doctor. Yeah, yeah. I tend to compare that <laughs> so, to like a, a snake oil salesman, you know, where the exactly bottle, right. the elixir is is a good word for it. This is going to be your cures. Yeah. When that's certainly one of the challenges um, of promoting sauna is educating people and getting them to stay away from the claims that some of them make, especially involving the mm. IR units. Yeah, and I think people get really caught up in the detail as well on these um, these health claims. I think the re- you know a lot of the the the, the uh, detailed research that has been done on the health benefits has been done and engaged with uh, Dr. Yari Laukinen in Finland and his uh, associates. Um, what it proves is that. Uh, regular sauna usage reduces essentially all-cause mortality, end-of-life issues like um, uh, cardiovascular issues like pneumonia, um, Alzheimer's and dementia risk, etc. What we don't know is why. And what's really interesting is like the, the why behind it could be something as simple as anybody who's uh, regularly used proper Finnish sauna and cold plunge together will know that if you do this in the evening, you'll sleep like a baby, like you'll sleep like you haven't slept since you were a teenager. You know, you you black out and you wake up the next morning after having a really deep sleep. So um, it's it really increases the amount of deep sleep that you have. And we know that if you deprive people of deep sleep, you're more likely to get Alzheimer's, you're more likely to get dementia, you're more likely to get cancers and other illnesses. Right. So it could just be something as simple as regular sauna use means you sleep better, the better you sleep, the longer you live. We don't know what it is. We just know that if you combine this as part of a healthy lifestyle, there's a good chance that you're going to live longer. And I think too many people get caught up in this very prescriptive approach kind of as if they need to medicate themselves and you've got to remember that this experience is about relaxation and about well-being sometimes when i go to sauna and i'm really stressed i think to myself i'm so stressed i don't even feel like having a sauna and then i say to myself no even though even though I feel that way, I should still do it. And afterwards, I always go, I'm so glad I did that because all the stress is now gone. And before it felt like it wouldn't make a difference, but it does. This is, this is a wellness experience. This is, uh, you know, this is de-stressing. This is relaxing. It's very pro-social. So I know a lot of people can kind of be a bit scared about, you know, Oh, is it okay if I'm going there with friends? Absolutely, it's good if you go there with friends. You know, we have these 
midsummer um, events where we invite loads of people to go to sauna and the newbies who've never been before you can see they're a bit anxious and as soon as everybody starts going into the sauna and cold plunge and relaxing you know having a few drinks it's it's incredible everyone relaxes everyone feels at ease you can see even in terms of in terms of people's sensitivity about their body, sometimes, you know, maybe people are holding a towel close to their chest, maybe they feel a bit vulnerable. And then after like 10, 20 minutes, everyone's in there like, yeah, it's totally fine. Everyone's, everyone's really chilled out. And um, so it, it has, it has that, that overwhelming physical um, benefit in terms of increasing white blood cells, re reducing your blood pressure, etc. But also just in terms of, how you feel, you know, your, your hormones, your, 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 over, your overall well-being. So nobody is, what I was saying is, no one has ever regretted, said, you know, I regretted I had that sauna experience. I've never heard anybody say that. So um, th this is what you're talking about. Now, your, your work, your title must mean a lot of travels. I know you've had some crazy adventures. And I have myself just learned about the Aufguss, <laughs> experience in Germany and that in itself is wild and wonderful but I hear that you both had a really interesting experience while in uh, Germany I mean um, something about a uh, handful of honey that's you, that's actually my that? first uh, my first ver my very first co communal German sauna experience um, so I've been to quite a few uh, saunas in Germany now and I'm well well versed in the Aufguss uh, ritual, but the first time I went there, this is actually before the first time I went to Finland. So um, I went into this, it, it's what you would call a, a kello sauna, like a um, uh, deadwood spruce sauna. So like really old world looking log building sauna with a U-shaped bench system. I think about four tiers, big, big sauna space. And the first thing I walked in, there was just immediately greeted by a wall of kind of a wall, uh, 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 <coughs> essentially a load of um, elderly naked German people just sitting there. And they just pointed at me and started shouting. And I was like, <laughs> you know, my, my German is okay, but I <laughs> didn't really know what they were doing. They were just shouting at me and pointing. So <laughs> I, I kind of deciphered that they were pointing at my huh. swimming shorts. So I was like, okay. So I, I looked at them and I thought, right, I got to take, take them off. them off. So I had to really like weirdly undress myself in front of them, which was which was really awkward. And so I was like, right, okay. So I, feeling really embarrassed, I like tried to bolt into the corner of the sauna, just out of the way, so that you know, because I this I'd already sort of been made a public spectacle. And I went to sit down, and then they started shouting at me again, and I was <laughs> like. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> and I could see that they like were grabbing the towel that they were holding, and they, you know, they were like, they were, so I was like, oh, okay, I need to sit on a towel, right? So I went outside, and then I got the towel, and I sat down, and I was like, right, just don't look at anybody now, and just like stay out the way, pretend you know what you're doing, and and uh, then this woman comes into the sauna in full clothes, and she just starts uh, pouring water on the stones and. Uh, and fanning the the steam at me, and I'm like, okay, uh, I don't know who this woman is, why why she's doing this at all. <laughs> I just think this is really really strange. And uh, she comes over to me and she starts shouting at me, and I'm thinking, I, I this whole German ex <laughs> sauna experience thing is like it's really stressful. I, I <laughs> I'm not feeling relaxed at all. 
<laughs> and she just shouted at me and I just sort of shrugged and she grabbed my hand and I thought, oh my God, you know, she pulled my hand forward and squeezed uh, a load of honey into my hand. And I was just, I just <laughs> sat there like, okay. So I just had this hand full of honey and I was just, do I eat it? yeah, I was like, do I, am I licking this? Am I, you know, and I already, everyone here in this sauna already knows I have no idea what I'm doing because I've already been shouted at twice. So I just, so I just sit there. I just sit there and because I'm like the first person in on the right hand side. So she came to me first and it's quite a little walk before she gets to the next person because I've tried to stay out of the way. So she walks over to the next person. Mm-hmm. They put their hand out straight away. They know what's going on. She squeezes some honey in. And at this time, it's all kind of running between my fingers. And I'm going, because it's all getting really hot and soft. I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm getting f- flipping honey everywhere. And this guy, he just starts rapidly smearing it all over his body. And I'm thinking, right, okay, well. Oh, my. I guess I got, uh, you know, I got to do it. So I just think, right, I'm going to do it too. And then I'm, I'm covering myself in this honey. And then I'm like, and now I'm covered in honey. Like what? I can't touch anything. I'm going to be really <laughs> sticky. Like wh- what is this? So, um, and obviously the Alfgus ritual continues with its quirks and ice balls, scented ice balls on the heater and all this kind of stuff. And uh, when we're finished, everybody goes out and has a shower. And, and actually, but even before I went out for, for the shower, um, the honey had dissolved in the sweat and it wasn't sticky at all. Um, and subsequently, having dealt uh, with um, uh, Finnish, um, Finnish businesses, that sauna honey is actually, you know, it's a product and uh, people use proper proper honey uh there are a few brands out there there's a really lovely niche little brand from finland called melis um run by a a lovely finnish lady where she combines things like peat um with the honey um and one of her sort of you know i suppose it's like a cosmetics brand um one of her things is like you shouldn't put something on your skin which you w- wouldn't yourself eat, you know. And so you can eat her sauna honey. The ingredients of her sauna honey are all safe. There's nothing toxic in them or anything like that. Um, so you, I've seen, you know, I've u- in Finland, I've had sauna honey on and then been eating some of the sauna honey. And <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it, but I had no idea at wow. the time. And I remember yeah. how traumatic that was. <coughs> and I know that... For so many people, yeah. even just not knowing the etiquette around pouring water on the stones. I've heard people s- tell stories about like they were in a sauna with a bucket and ladle on the floor. They went to pour water on the stones and then somebody in the sauna shouted at them saying, are you trying to kill us? You're going to electrocute us all? And, you know, the there's, <laughs> there's just, yeah, oh, no. there's, there's so much misinformation yeah. about the use and the enjoyment of a sauna. Um the uh, your your honey story is very interesting. It's something totally new to me. I've never heard of that before. I thought I knew everything. And <laughs> the, that's the world of Alfgus is too. rich yeah. and it's it's quirky. Yeah. The Germans really yeah. very. Strange. I, I, they have world championships. They have world championships for Alfgus, yeah. and 
Alphagus yes. translates to the British yeah. uh, uh, experience fairly well because it's a curated experience. So no British people have to worry about kind of doing something wrong because the majority of it is is done for you and there's no independence really yeah so yeah. it's there's it's no there's led. no need for a democracy you just go in you sit down and somebody does everything and then you go out again it's like a show a theater right but uh, right. when i for, it's not my thing uh, half halfway through most of the alfgus exper- exper- experiences i've had i start to be like okay, I kind of want to leave now, but you're not allowed to leave. So it pushes you past your comfort zone, uh, which is not something that I'm a, a big fan of. But also, they just love a gimmick. You know, I've seen people doing like Wild West themed uh, Alfgus where they they use the towel like a lasso in, in chaps. And oh, and the, the saunas are sometimes built to have like a theme as well. Yeah, so like <laughs> novelty saunas the, in Germany. Like what, what was the one, um, like a gold mine or something? Yeah. Where the heater was in so the wheelie carriage. There's <laughs> in Stuttgart, right, where they have um, the big Messehalle, the... the uh, event hall for all these trade shows. There's one of the trade shows they have there is Interbad, and a lot of the sauna industry go to Interbad. Just south of of the the, the Messehalle is a small town called Filderstadt, and Filderstadt has a place uh, in it. A place is the only thing I can call it. <laughs> it's uh, it's called Filderado, so it's like El Dorado and Filderstadt together. Filderado. And it sounds like a that already sounds like kind of a erotic sauna <gasps> kind of setup, but it's not. It is a place with like <laughs> ten, or ten plus novelty saunas, different types of saunas. It's a sauna theme park. It's like a yeah, it's like a small scale sauna theme park. But you find these all over Germany. These kind of uh, wellness places with with steam rooms and saunas and stuff. Um, but in that in there they have. Uh, they have a sauna that's themed like a gold mine. So you go down, you open this like trap door and it's kind of like, it feels subterranean. And it's like, I suppose it's got like faux stone on the walls that makes it look like you're kind of in a cave or in a mine. And then the sauna heater itself uh, is on rails. It's like the, the what do you call them? The, uh, the mine cart, mining cart yeah. which has all of the stones inside right. um so that's yes. the the heater and all the decor is really kind of um almost like wild west gold mine kind of aesthetic and uh, and this is like one of a load of of saunas in that that kind of place so the germans they yeah. love that kind of novelty aspect but also that like weirdly uh intense scheduled menu of right the time to relax begins now. You now have 13 minutes and 25 seconds in this room. And then, yeah. <laughs> then you have 16 seconds with your feet in the cold water here. Then you have two and a half minutes in this room. And if you, if you deviate from this schedule, then the relaxation won't happen. You know, it's, it's very stressful. Yeah, the <laughs> that sounds very relaxing. Very relaxing. The, the elf course is, a, is, a, is quite a subject on its own. I'm sure we'll, we'll have to dedicate an episode just to that. But uh, guys, I understand that you also have a podcast of your own called The Sauna Twins. And I've actually listened to it. It's very, very interesting. You've got a lot of authentic Finnish guests who are very knowledgeable about sauna. And they've got the Finnish accent. So that gives them that added <laughs> element of credibility. 
How did the whole pod, how did your podcast come about? So we started a podcast just, you know, for our own learning and our own education, really. And just, just like yourself, uh, just wanting to spread the good news about uh, sauna. Um, and we've been, we've, we had it as a sort of face-to-face setup. Um, and then COVID has happened. And then all of these great podcasting things like Riverside have come along right at the time that we've been the busiest we've ever been. So literally the podcasts all stop uh, just when COVID kicks off. And, you know, we had a, such a lovely lineup of like people that were going to come here from Finland and across Europe. And like overnight, everybody canceled. And we just haven't had time to go, okay, we should start doing this again like we're doing this now. So actually, since then, we've been featured on um, other people's sauna podcasts, but not had a chance really to continue our own. But hopefully 2022 is the year that uh, that changes and we can start nerding out again about about sauna. Um, I suppose the difficult thing for us is that we come at this now from like a place of we're bringing in um, industry experts and we're coming at this from a place where we already have a good understanding about the subject matter and so actually I think it would be really good to involve people who have you know like yourself Alyssa where these are new experiences for you because it's a learning journey then Mm -hmm. that that the listeners can buy into whereas you know we're certainly guilty that our podcast is like uh, is like um, is like old men talking about fishing or or or, <laughs> or, or 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 boys talking about cars. You know, it's like the the people who like the thing and yeah. the other people who like the thing, and they Agreed. both already know a lot about it. Just going to nerd out about it some more. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am interested in what you hope for the future of sauna, not just in the UK and be, but beyond, um, as a last question, what, what, what is yeah, your the, well, the future of sauna, um, it's, it's something that's, um, already as, as we've touched on with things like Alphagus is some, something that's evolved, um, uh, a, a, a general overview of steam bathing, um, uh, as a diverse, um, all kind of traceably linked back to similar principles um, uh, appears to to survive and and be either you know we're in this renaissance phase we, we keep saying with the with traditional sauna or you see what um, uh, Alfgus seems to um, have evolved from those roots um, but I mean at the minute I know certainly for some of our suppliers their biggest growth markets are places like japan and these are countries that already have very um uh culturally unique um uh, and uh, history um with uh, relationship with steam bathing so mm-hmm. japan with onsen um and and they're they're crazy for traditional sauna at the minute um so i'm i'm just i think that says something fundamental uh about the um traditional experience um the fact that um sauna is the only finnish uh word to make it into uh you know uh, english uh, and other languages the world over um i th- i think that that is showing that it it is it is the i don't i don't want to say that it's the one that will prevail or um but 
that that even other countries that um, uh, have a, a tradition with steam bathing are adopting it. And I think that just shows that there's so much merit in that experience, and that you know two two young guys from the north of England <laughs> um, doing uh, doing the sauna evangelism here. Um, there's probably, you know, some some Japanese brothers doing exactly the same thing. <laughs> um, I, I'm just excited to see um, this uh, 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 overseas, away from Finland. What's been referred to as like the the grassroots movement in all these uh, countries where where people have um, have uh, woken up to the idea that there might be another way of doing things, and um, and they're starting to. Um, take a similar journey to us and just see that evolve i think i think for yes. from my side the um the yeah, i'm a bit sauna is something that's existed for thousands of years as, as max says and you know sweat bathing and communal sweat bathing is something that's existed all over the world for a long time we know things like finland has won the world's happiest country two years running now uh we know for example that um, Northern Europeans uh, have uh, are notoriously more body confident, for example, and more uh, comfortable with themselves. Um, and I think a huge part of that is because of communal sweat bathing, going to sauna. You Instead of seeing all of these curated images on Instagram and social media and in magazines of unrealistic bodies and uh, you know if you're going to a communal sauna a few times a week you're seeing the whole cross-section of like the the most elderly to the youngest it's you know suddenly you realize okay actually we're all we're all pretty uh, pretty unique and all all um, uh, different and I think what's happening is it's it's fizzled away and big uh, uh, social industri- during the industrial revolution these big social changes we've moved away from communal I- ideology uh, to a more individualistic ideology and so a lot of that sw- communal aspect of bathing has diminished however I also have quite an evolutionary uh, approach which is that if something is really good for us and we will live a happier healthier more prosperous life because of it then it will prosper as something that we do. So I think uh, history is on the side of, of sauna. You know, the fact that it's so good for us is is on that side as well. And I think what you see is you don't see it, what you see is people like ourselves, people like Alan, people who've engaged with the experience, tried it, and then it's. It's almost religious in the way that it spreads. It's like, hey, have you heard the good news? There's this amazing experience. You've got to try it. It's not like you think. It's not what you think it is. You know, try it out. Give it a go. And so I'm really confident that this yeah. will continue uh, across the spectrum of, um, uh, of society, across countries to, to grow um, as we become more and more aware of the importance of health wellness and well-being
Absolutely. Um, and so that's where we will see you at the sauna, no doubt. And we will be able to hear you um, on the podcast. Uh, you can visit uh, Finmark Sauna at finmarksauna.com. That is F-I-N-N-M-A-R-K, sauna.com or sauna, but no, sauna as we as you have defined it. Thank you so much, Jake and Max, for joining us and sharing your passion and uh, all of that incredible information about sauna. Yes, thanks, Jake. Thanks, Max. I hope to sometime be able to share a sauna with you. If you don't come to Canada, that'd be great. If not, I'll come to you and we'll have a good sauna in the UK. That'd be great. You're welcome anytime, Alan and Melissa. Anytime. Let's do it. Cheers. <laughs> Thank for you. for having us. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Cheers. And on the next episode of Kivia, the Spirit of Sauna, we are speaking with the author of a fantastic book, The Joy of Sweat, The Strange Science of Perspiration. Her name is Sarah Everts. We'll learn more about uh, the thing we all do in the sauna, sweat, what it is, why we do it, and how sauna makes sweating together so appealing. Thanks for listening to Kivia, the Spirit of Sauna. Please subscribe for additional episodes every two weeks. Take a moment to rate, review, and share the podcast and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Kivia Sauna. This podcast is brought to you by Kivia.ca, Canada's premier destination for the sauna community, providing expert advice, quality saunas, custom designs, as well as authentic sauna accessories. Visit us today at Kivia.ca. This has been a Memory Tree production.